on behalf of the Blurred City podcast, uh, we'd like to apologize for our greatest sports movie pick of all time last week. It was irresponsible, and we know we hurt our credibility, but more importantly, your faith in us. After your feedback and some time to reflect, we promise to do better going forward. Does that take work? Can you let us go now? Um, we, We'd like to reiterate that this isn't a pre-written statement, and we're definitely not being held hostage. So just let, let's start the show. Help us, please. All right, we are here. We're here. Okay, so I'm Demetrius. And I'm Demetrius. And Meech Meech presents the Blurred City Podcast. All right, so last week was was rough. Um, after the pod dropped, we knew that there was going to be a lot of heat on us about our greatest sports movie of all time. But I, I think we seriously underestimated the effects of it. So I have an ice pack currently on my eye. So let me tell you what happened. After Wednesday, I, I went into hiding. I went to work, went straight home, didn't go out, didn't like contact anybody. Thursday, I had to go see Creed for the movie. Go see Creed. You know, it's a great movie. G- get back to my car. Next thing I know, knock to the back of the head, Novocaine. I wake up and all I'm smelling is just like lilacs and violets for some reason. I'm like, oh no, this is this is it. Hands tied, legs tied. And they're literally showing me different sports movies that we left out. I had to watch The Sandlot and Rudy multiple times. It was torture. But I managed to claw my way out and escape through nefarious means that I don't want to talk about. And I'm here for the pod. I'm here for you. I see that you also have scars and bruises. You want to talk about your your, your journey. All right, just just keeping it brief because uh, fortunately I didn't go out as much, but unfortunately it was due to Creed three. I kind of got caught lacking. Um, like you, I well, unlike you, I was actually like injected with a needle mm. to to my system, and I was just out like a light. Once I got in my car, uh, I I knew something was wrong when I saw that the that the front windshield was fogged up. I I should have known better, but mm. I thought like. Eh, eh, it's it's getting hot and plus i like to keep my car cold anyway so i i thought it was that little did i know uh, i wake up like some point later tied up with a with a bag over my head but but then as soon as the bag comes comes off i apparently they attached something to my eyes to keep it oh. open and i couldn't blink my Hot eyes were yeah, I basically got clockwork orange. My oh. I, my eyes were dry. I could barely stand it, and I was forced to watch movies for like hours on end. And but fortunately, and I was I was pleading for my life. I was pleading for everything. But then, but then one guy, he God rest his soul, he he was there with me, and because apparently he made a, the greatest error too, and he just. He decided to go buck wild and and break out of his chains and started like slaughtering everybody in the room. But but then they before he died, he let me go. So in his honor, I had to fight back. I had to run all their pockets. Black Air Force mode was initiated. And unfortunately, I couldn't get all of them. But I'm here. I'm back somehow. So, so with that, um, we're we're just gonna hit you with the legal spiegel now. 
the the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media, all sources we reference are owned by the respective companies, and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and reflect no biases or corporate agendas. Your discretion's advised highly. All right. <laughs> all right. So with that out of the way, um us both recovering from trauma of the past week we are going to get into a very heavy what's hot uh this week there is a lot going on uh just in the past week uh today that we record when the podcast drops and then the week after that just happened so we got to speed through it because we're doing a movie recap so what do you got all right anime scene that's the primary one i'm going for and that's where a lot of the news come from so the Attack on Titan episode dropped, and I'm upset because n- now I have to wait. Yes. I have again. a qu- quick question. Was that episode um, faithful to the, the manga? For the most part, yeah. But I could tell like there were some scenes in the manga that got cut out. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're adapting it into the second part, or they're just cutting it outright because the parts that got cut out was kind of wild. I'm not even going to lie to you. Okay, because I thought it was like really fire. So like when it ended, I was like, yo, how is the ending that people talk about so bad with that? So when it comes out, we'll see. But I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. I did too. And then uh, there's also an, another thing that dropped that both of us are about to go do. We're going to go see the the Demon Slayer movie. Movie in air quotes. Uh, <laughs> but yes. yeah, we're we're excited to see that. So at the time of this recording, we haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure it's gonna be fire with that animation. I'm sure we're gonna gonna have ourselves a, a fun time. You, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, then after that, uh, of course, I I was able to see the premiere of the Dragon Ball One Piece Toriko tr- crossover in English. Nice. Did not disappoint me at all. <laughs> uh, they all came with it. And and yes, uh, they should they should do more. They should do more crossovers. I'm not even gonna not even gonna hold you. Uh, but yeah. So oh yeah, and currently One Piece right now is on a hiatus. Oh okay. okay. Because of the fact like they they uh they kind of went too hard on the animation budget for these past <laughs> like few weeks. So I I understand that they need just a tiny break to to reset to resettle and then give us more uh crispy content which makes me think uh oh man they're about to go even harder when they come back yes (laughs) and then finally blue lock is uh reaching the stretch Mm -hmm. it's 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 about to go down i i kind of somewhat already know what happens oh because it got spoiled for me i'm sorry i hate the internet with a burning passion (laughs) <laughs> but I'm I'm just interested in seeing how they're gonna adapt it. That's all I gotta say. Uh anything else that I missed from the the anime scene? You got the big ones. I mean my hero going stupid as usual. Oh oh yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely forgot about about our boy uh Dark Deku. Absolutely. All right. Um and for me, I'm just kind of speed through it. Saw cocaine bear. Absolutely what I expected. Hilarious. My my theater, I love my theater sometimes. They be cracking up. There are a few John Wick teasers that drop, just like one minute teasers. I I'm I'm here for it. I'm oh, no, I'm, seeing, wait for it. I'm seeing none of them. I'm seeing none of them. I'm happy, but I'm uh, I cannot wait till that John Wick movie drops. Mandalorian dropped Woo! off last Wednesday. So Woo! when this episode drops, it's gonna be the second episode. Ooh, Bo Katan. That's a that's a beautiful Mandalorian. 
my but but what's more beautiful is my son. Yeah, Sigrogu and Pedro my... Pascal went in stepfather of the year. <laughs> nah, he he doesn't win stepfather. He just wins father of the year. What you mean? What you mean? He he getting his double bag right now. True. Next for that. Um. Oh, Chris Rock just dropped a a new special on Netflix. I'm like halfway through. Um. Whenever we finish, I'm gonna finish it up. And uh, Ted Lasso season three drops off next week. There's one other thing. There's a Peter Pan trailer that dropped. Oh my god. I don't know where you want to take this because I have a tentative get it off your chest, but I don't really want to talk about it. See, I haven't seen it, but knowing what it potentially is, trying to be a horror movie in the same vein as the Grinch movie and (laughs) Winnie the Pooh, I don't know. No, it's actually a Disney remake. The Disney is actually making the uh, Peter Pan movie. Wait, there's a wait. They're remake. Oh, live action, live action. Oh, so, so so I gotta tell you about it. All right. So with that, it is actually a bit darker. Peter Pan is like one of my least favorite Disney movies, period. Um, so I don't care for it. Um, and obviously they're milking the money train, like we talked about, but there's also the other contra again, quote unquote controversy because Tinkerbell. <laughs> what they do to Tinkerbell? She's black, so you know what oh happened. my god. <laughs> So she's getting the aerial treatment. So no. we, we've talked about this numerous times. I really don't want to talk about it let's not. every time this happens. Let's not. Let's just say, hey, refer back to the past episode when we talked about uh, black casting. Yes. Yes. We're, we're not getting into it. We will not do a get it off your chest like that. Like the ones that we received <laughs> the past week. <laughs> All right. But yeah, we, we we understand what it is and it's messed up either way. So. Going into that, we are talking about Creed 3. Free spoiler chat. Is there anything that people need to know beforehand before we get into it? All right. So firstly, this one is directed by Michael B. Jordan, which uh, and he said like he's very anime inspired. So there are a bunch of anime references in the movie. And mm. I'm really and like I, I, of course, made sure to keep my eye out for all of them. Another thing to know is that this is also the first movie in the Rocky series well Sylvester Stallone is not in it mm-hmm. so this is all about the Creed family and the Creed storyline there's no references to Rocky or the Balboa family whatsoever in the movie there's one there's like one. Oh, oh yeah 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 you're right it's, right. it's very minor it's not like big enough to actually talk about but yeah there is this one yeah so essentially like you're, you're just focusing on the Creeds right now and I say like and I say like, hey, that makes sense considering how Creed Two ended. Yeah, it was a major passing of the torch moment. So to have but, it not be about them kind of works for me. But also because like essentially Sylvester Stallone is like beefing with the um the producer of it because he doesn't own the rights to it. So he kind of was like, yo, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And he didn't like the direction. But we'll talk about just like how it felt like it was moving on in a different step for the uh franchise moving forward so anything else uh you want to get to or you want to get die straight in uh jonathan majors that's all i gotta say uh yeah so we're gonna dive in on to it so if you haven't seen creed 3 or if you just want to hear our thoughts and opinions on it now is the spoiler section let the simping begin All right. So with our um, 
movie recaps we're about to do a lot in the month of march and april so essentially we're going to speed through to a part where we think the movie actually begins and then hit the major points we're not going to touch on every single through line because you've either already seen the movie or you just want to hear our thoughts and opinions about it so kind of starting off we start with a flashback to dame who is jonathan majors in the movie is a golden gloves uh winner uh, him and Adonis as teenagers, they essentially go to, un- it, it appeared to be an underground boxing thing, even though he was a legit city champ. Yep. That. So they go to it, Dame knocks him out, Adonis is in his corner, and then they go to like essentially a liquor, a liquor store or a corner store, if you if you will. And Adonis sees somebody from his past, that's hinted at, that's somebody from his past, immediate beef on site, starts fighting, other guys get involved, Dame we see has a gun, so he gets involved. Flash forward to the, not the present day, 2018. So we see Adonis' last fight against one of the fighters from the first movie, which is really cool, ends up winning. Then we flash to present day. He has uh, his daughter, who is much older, Amara. Um, she is deaf following the trend, the story of the second movie. And he's just like a family man now, which is really cool. And then he's also a promoter. So when he works in the gym, he has a fighter named Chavez. I don't remember the first part of the name, but we can get to it later. And he's he promoting likes- a... Felix Chavez, and he's promoting a fight with him, who's currently a champion, and Drago from the second movie. And when the movie actually starts, we see Dame, he's out of jail, and he's posted up on Adonis's car. Uh, yeah, so uh, one thing I do want to know about the beginning is, like, this is where the anime references begins. Uh, first main thing uh, is actually an error that I see in, from uh, Michael B. Jordan, because... See, in Donis's room, it was there was a poster for Naruto Shippuden, and then there was like a Gundam figure, or a it was either a Gundam figure or a Gundam wallpaper. But either way, the error is the fact that as you know, Naruto Shippuden came out in 05. That specific Gundam, which is like the Gundam Astray red frame, came out in 04. The flashback scene is in 02. Mm-hmm. So Sir, <laughs> sir, I, I know you're an anime fan, but uh, oh, we really gonna do this? <laughs> listen, this is the, this is my only critique of Michael B. Jordan in this whole movie is just that alone. That's it's his my... first directing ever, so yeah. So I'll I'll like it's not something that just completely took me out of the movie. It was just one of those like, wait, hold on, that that really just got me. All right, but. <laughs> But yeah, just moving on, it was also great being able to see like the past boxers from the first two movies, you know, seeing a uh, pretty Ricky Conlon and Victor just coming back. And Ooh, yeah, let's just say this ain't the last time you see either of them. All right. Uh, but yeah, just moving on, you know, we have, you know, we have uh, Bianca who's, you know, who's, she's a producer for music. So like she doesn't sing anymore. And then you have uh, Amar. The, yeah, you have Amara, who apparently is getting into her her dad's footsteps by beating up a... Can we talk about this? <laughs> yes, let's talk okay, about it. Okay, so this girl, she walks up, Amara's minding her business, takes her drawing, holds it up in front of her, and, like, rips it. Bruh. Like, again, we don't promote hitting kids on the podcast, but I feel like another kid should have drop kicked her in the chest for doing that. Are you kidding me? Yep. Also, uh, I'm I'm not gonna put this card down, but I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Amara was the only black kid in that class, 
And the girl who ripped up her thing was white. I'm I'm just saying. And she's I'm the one just, that gets in trouble for punching yeah, her. And, yeah, Mars the one who gets in trouble. I'm not saying it's racially motivated, but I'm saying that there's something there to just keep a note of. So yeah, so we get our boy Dame. He he of course uh post up on on our boy Donnie's car. They end up reconnecting, you know, it seemed like uh there, there's a little bit of kind of like guilt slash tension between the two, like Donnie trying to like reach out to him, like hey, he, like here's some like handout, well handouts if you will, mm-hmm. like giving you money and whatnot, and then Dame just like nah, I just want to get into the ring, you know, be a boxer, and Donnie's like hey, all right, I'll invite you to the gym, you know, spar with with Felix, you know, uh, and but unfortunately, and you know, clock's ticking, but but the main point is that like. We see that through his time in prison, Dame kind of develops a more aggressive fighting style and kind of like a bit of a a, a dirty fighter, if you will. A bit. <laughs> like a, a, a bit, if you will. Um, but essentially, like essentially, like the main reason is because, you know, Dame's older than Donnie, which is mm-hmm. funny considering Jonathan Majors is yes. three years younger than Michael B. George, but <laughs> yes. But we're we're not touching on that. I mean, hey, black don't crack, baby. Uh, <laughs> I mean, either of them can play the older role. Uh, but yeah, so they and he just wants to be a champ, title champion immediately. Wants to mm-hmm. like he wants to fight uh the champion, aka Felix Chavez, in an official match. Which Donnie's like, nah, that that can't happen, bruh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, um, what I really loved in that diner scene is just like the way it was shot like the the way uh michael b jordan had some of the shots in this movie were like super incredible and when we get to one scene it was absolutely like wow but um just with that it's like really close up on them it would focus on one at times it focus on both but you saw it like you mentioned um so at this point we kind of don't know what like the full extent to what happened, but we do kind of like see that, okay, Adonis started something and then essentially um, Dame got in trouble and went to jail for it. And they explain it a bit later, so we're not there yet, but essentially just like them going back and forth. And then um, as we get to like the title fight, just like him inviting him over. Also, another key part was that he said, hey, I used, I wrote two letters. Did you not get my letters? And it turns out that his mom, Mama Cree, was hiding the letters from Adonis the entire time. So it it kind of builds into the story of why Dame feels betrayed later on in the movie. Um, so just like with that, and then we also see a good parallel where uh, we'll talk about it even more is that with that, Dame is like, wow, man, your life is so incredible. It seems like you really moved on from um, where we grew up. And then also with uh, Bianca, it's like, man, how does it feel for someone to be in your right singing your song? Because he sees Adonis in his shoes, living his life. And for her, since she can't really sing anymore, um, that's kind of like taking it. There's a parallel. So with that, we get to kind of the part where he's like Adonis. He has them in the gym and at the like listening party. Drago visits and he gets his arm broken by a dude with a baton. I was like, who carries a baton around? Mm hmm. Kind of, kind of a little, looking a little suspect, but uh, but yeah. So and Donnie just, just not wanting for the fight with Felix to be canceled, he basically advocates for, hey, why don't you fight Dame in the title fight? Which everybody else, well, specifically Duke, he was just like, no, 
because yeah. of the fact he sees just how aggressive and just the fact like he's he's a no named sure he's like he's a bit of an underground fighter this is his first fight and the fact that like you're going against a champion of course of course donnie advocates for him which leads to their uh tight which leads to their main fight also another thing is the fact that like a thing that's like spread out through this entire movie is the fact like donnie is not willing to talk about what happened between the two of between Dame and Donnie to Bianca and at the party right before Drago gets his whole arm broken, like uh Dame ends up telling Bianca, like, hey, uh, why don't you ask him about Leon? Mm-hmm. So basically putting that seed in her head, like, hey, something went down and Donnie's not telling you everything. So you should probably get get on him about that. And when so, they had them over earlier, he mentioned the the group home, which she didn't know about either. Yeah. So of course there is a bit of so of course there's a bit of guilt there and Donnie's like not able to open up to Bianca even though they've been married and got a kid for so long. Uh which to me was like, man, that's actually kinda real. Especially yeah. and it just gave me signs of like what what type of abuse did y'all go through? Yeah, yeah. Like which at we'll first talk my, about later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But my first mind went to to the worst possible scenario because yeah. I was like, "Oh no, nah, please don't tell me he he got." I thought the same exact thing too. So, so of course, so of course, uh, we just moving on. We got to the title fight between uh Dame and I mean, Chavez, yeah, between yeah. Dame and Chavez, and this is where you see like his dirty fighting on full display, <laughs> where. He's like going for specific spots on Chavez's body, trying to like break his arm mm-hmm. and, you know, kicking him, punching him, elbowing him in the face where he's bleeding and just different things. Like that. It's a bloody fight. Um, yeah. And it's 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 pretty unsportsmanlike and Dame ends up winning. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like Chavez is like severely injured to where he has to go to the hospital. It was crazy during this fight because hmm, obviously the first and second rounds, like he was fighting dirty. And then the third fight, he just third round, he fought him straight up and then beat him. But what was really crazy was that this is his boy, like Adonis. Dame is Adonis's boy. And you could see how in his corner he was in for Felix, like the entire movie, which was like, it makes sense because like, this is my fighter and I'm promoting him. And then it's big money. He's already the champion. I have a fight for Drago set up. So like, this is my guy that I have to promote. I need him to win. But at the same time, you could feel like Dame, like, yo, why aren't you rooting for me? And that shot in the locker room where it's like uh, Adonis is in the suit and then he's leaving. And then Damus is like kind of by himself, which was like a theme that like followed. And he just like looks at the uh, screen and then not the screen, but like the wall. And then Adonis looks at the wall. It's in like the trailer people. And it is such a great shot. It shows where they are. And this makes me begs the question. You, you think Donnie should have, should have like postponed or canceled that fight. It's tough. Um, Dang, I see for me, I feel like I don't know. I, it's just like he's in just such a different place. But like, I don't feel like Dame other than like the dirty boxing did anything wrong um, initially here. And I'll talk oh, about yeah. like the villain of Dame and what they could have done a bit differently. But like because like even when he won the fight, he was looking at Donnie. And he was like, 
yo, aren't you happy for me, little bro? I did it. This is what I dreamed about. This is what we like talked about as boys. And then even like when he knocked Felix out, that's his that's his boxing. Like he didn't hit him in the back of the head, like as a like a cheap knockout. He like straight up knocked him out. So that part for me was like, dang, man, that's tough, Adonis. So I don't think he should have postponed it, honestly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there was a. Uh... It was just like some things that were going on, but now we get to who oh boy, this this one's kind of rough. So <clears throat> let's let's go ahead and open up this wound. So Donnie ends up going to his mother, and and like at the beginning of the movie, it talked about like how his mother had suffered a stroke before, and like her health was kind of. It seemed like she was on the mend, so like she was getting better, but like she had to be careful <laughs> and not be yeah. stressed out. And of course, like she saw the fight, she saw what Dame did, and then she immediately pulls out all the letters and calls Donnie to come over. And from there, like she gives him the letters and he's like, Hey, Dame, like he he basically he 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 on a different path than you. Yeah. On on a darker path, and like you really shouldn't hang out with him anymore. That's why like I kept these uh kept these letters from you because I thought like it'll help you move on. And then and then she goes like no and then Donnie goes like no because you did that you made you made him think that I abandoned him which mm-hmm. led to all of this in the first place and it's your fault. Yeah. And of course like she like she just comes apart and like leaves but before she does she gives him a picture of of dame in the in the prison mm-hmm. hanging out with the guy who broke drago's arm that was crazy um when i saw it in the i because they did it so quickly the dude that broke his arm and then the picture so like in the theater i was like wait a minute what's going on oh no i, I saw I, that i was like wait hold on i missed it initially and then i was like is that the dude that broke his arm and it's like it didn't register until like later in the movie for me Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I caught that immediately. I'm like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. That's the same dude. Uh yes. so yeah, Donnie just just completely just upset. Like he angry with his mom. He hangry with uh with Dame, just leaves and goes <laughs> to Dame and just straight up confronts him at like a beach party. Yeah. With a bunch of hoodlums. He he immediately knocks out <laughs> the he immediately KOs uh Kale's the bouncer trying to stop him. And I'm like, yeah, nah, mm-hmm. you, you should have known better, big fella. But yes. but yeah, that's where Dame basically like lays it all out. It's like, hey, like, hey, I did like I did it. I mm-hmm. manipulated everything. And but like it was because I want to be champion. Yeah. My clock is ticking and you lived my life and you didn't about care about you. me. So I have I don't care about you. And then just gives Donnie a black eye too. Mm-hmm. And they say like, huh, don't worry, I'm the champion now. And then, <laughs> and then forces Donnie to leave. Yeah, that that was tough. Um, because he also said, yeah, I'm coming for everything. So this is one of the things. I'll wait till after like the the emotional part after uh, to actually touch on it. But like Dame's villainy with it because he said, I'm taking everything from you. And like earlier in the movie, we saw that he was talking to Bianca a lot. So I thought not that he was going to like get her to cheat on him. Um, but to like kind of disrupt their marriage in a sense, I thought he was going to go more that route. He technically did, but I thought he was going to be more like intentional with it. Uh, so after like the beach scene, 
then we cut to Adonis. He's home. He's just like broken up because like, man, this is my friend who played me like a fiddle. Um, I'm just like mad. I feel betrayed by my mom. I have this trauma, which they keep playing throughout that uh, I can't talk about. And it's just like locked up and it's making me so angry. And then also since he's not a fighter anymore and he can't go to the gym because essentially like, yo, we told you not to let him fight Felix and Felix got knocked out. So he has nothing to do. And him and Bianca have a fight and they do it in front of their uh, Amara. And she's like, yo, we can't have this in front of our kid. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta fix whatever it is going on with you. So he goes to the spot where um, the incident happened. The liquor, where Don, the liquor yeah, store. The liquor store where Dane got arrested. And it's, I think at this point they show that he, he essentially ran away or it's a bit later, but it's kind of all the same. He ran away. Dane got arrested trying to defend him against um, Leon. And, and his two boys. Yes. Yeah, so when he makes peace with it, in a sense, he gets a phone call. And this was this was hard because this is one of the things that I'm like, oh, my gosh, like because we're it's something we're all going to have to go through. So if you want to talk about it. Yeah. So due to the stress of the situation and then the last conversation, Mama suffered another stroke and Donnie, he basically said, Basically, the doctors told him, like, she gonna die. You better go come and say your final words. And as he's in the room with her, as she's dying, she she's basically like she's so out of it that she's like not talking like as she's like talking and whatnot, like saying like, hey, you saved us. You like you gave us everything. You realize she's not talking to Donnie. She's talking to Apollo. and and basically like like because like she's so out of it due to that stroke and like her final words is basically and like he's just profusely apologizing to her profusely Mm -hmm. apologizing for everything and like taking back all the hurtful words that he said but she i don't know if she could hear it or not but yeah it was definitely hard it was hard but it was like beautiful in the sense that she was saying man she was speaking to apollo like man i wish you didn't leave me that hurt or whatever but adonis saved us and that was just like oh man that was beautiful why they had to do claire huxtable like that uh so with that man then donnie is able to finally open up oh man it was tough because i was like when i was singing i was like dang why michael b jordan out here in movies where mamas are dying because i thought of wakanda forever and I was just like oh. broken up. That's a spoiler. Sorry, people. But <laughs> but essentially, just like with that, um, so he was able to open up to Bianca, and then he talked about uh, just like Leon. With that, it was that it wasn't the abuse that we both thought it was because I definitely thought it was that. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially, like Leon just like would be rough and beat up him and Dame and all the other boys in the uh, the home at the time. And he was like, yo, man, nobody deserved to get beat on like that as a kid. So he opens up to Bianca about that. And then he's also just like, so when I saw him at the liquor store, I had to swing on him. Um, and this with that date, if I didn't do that, Dane wouldn't have gotten in trouble. And Bianca is kind of just talking about like, hey, you're not the one that brought the gun to the situation. Um, he made that decision for himself. And then like they also mentioned that Dame had priors before that situation. So mm-hmm. with that, it's like it's not necessarily your fault that he went the way he did in certain aspects of it. And he was like, uh, with that. So this is kind of where I'm going to get to the villainy part with that. He's like, yo, the only way I'm going to get him to stop is to. There's only one way to do it. It's just like, yo, 
do what you got to do. So he starts training. And, well, he goes on to uh, national TV with Stephen, Stephen A. <laughs> and he's like, yo, I, I got some unfinished business. And then Don, and then this is the part where it's like, okay, I feel like things got cut out from the movie. So essentially uh, Stephen A is recapping. He's like, hey, uh, Dame's out here. He's talking about your character, tearing you down, all this stuff. We never see this in the movie. And then like we go from seeing Dame who's down tremendous, like you would always say. To in a mansion. <laughs> to a man immediately. Like this is after immediately after the championship fight. And then he's just like talking trash on the phone. He's like, yo, calls in. It's like it's time to fight. Um, one thing with it, I do think if they wanted to make Dame a bigger villain, they needed to show that. I don't think they like did that enough to make him like I know you're not supposed to hate him by the end of the movie, but like to actually highlight that. Yeah, yeah, I do feel like it movie would have benefited more from having more scenes of him just wilding out. Uh, like I know the whole like, you know, setting up everything so he could fight mm-hmm. and then and like him actually not just giving Donnie a black eye and basically coming at him all sideways like that was supposed to be enough. But like I feel like him being more conniving should have been a much more forefront. So like maybe either him, you know, cheating his way through to, to like winning more fights or him like being yeah say like him just being that that like satan on the shoulder you know type right. versus donnie's angel to like bianco or anybody else yeah or, or heck even had him visit mama creed mm. like like maybe ooh. Mm. Mm, I see where you're going now. Oh my god. That would have been fire. Oh no. Nah. Oh no. Nah. I, I I just thought of something. Oh. That's the extended cut. Yep, yep. We, we need an extended cut, Michael. We need to send it. But but oh. moving on. <laughs> moving on before we go down that rabbit hole <laughs> of one world. So of course they said like he's training with Duke and of course, we got Michael B. He training with Duke, you know, trying to get himself back into shape. Then you got uh, and then you got Dame, who's out here training himself with his crew, mm-hmm. and with all like the fans around him. And then you have him actually fight. You have uh, Donnie actually fight Drago. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like their rematch, really. Yes. But <laughs> but it's more like him getting the training, kind of similar to how uh apollo trained rocky to fight clubber lang in That's the third true. movie mm-hmm. and wait hold on this is the third movie and then oh my oh. God. <laughs> we seeing it we seeing it there's so many <laughs> all right i didn't even think about that until you mentioned it yeah i love it yeah so so of course they finished their training uh and like donnie he basically the whole point of Donnie's training is that like okay he knows that dame will fight dirty and will mm-hmm. try to target his weak spots so he has to train up his weak spots in order to get them stronger. Yes. And then, of course, we get to the final fight in Dodger Stadium. Oh, that was shot so beautifully. Oh, man. Like, the first, like, two rounds were just, like, normal. But, like, they were going at it. And kind of, like, we saw the difference in, like, um, Adonis, I'm a boxer. And then with Damien, he's like, yo, I'm trying to knock you out. And then the scene where it's just like, this is where it's like, yo, the director, Michael B. Jordan, is really going to be interesting if he gets to direct more movies, where the boxing scene at round three, (laughs) if you want to highlight that part. All right. So ends up what happens is that like as soon as round three 
happens because as you know like in the boxing match like everybody's like like crowding you hear everything then everything just goes black and all you see is just the ring and them <laughs> two just going at it back and forth like you see donnie gets hit and he goes into the like goes into the ropes and then the ropes turn into uh actual prison bars yes. as they're fighting and this like where the anime like inspiration yes. comes. you start seeing dempsey rolls from hajime no ipo <laughs> You yes. see the Naruto Sasuke cross counter punches, mm-hmm. and then probably the biggest one you see the Dragon Ball Z gut punch. <laughs> oh yes, the yes, gut punch that caused like Michael B. Jordan's like all the sweat on his back to just boom, just bro. Go. When he hit him, my entire theater was like, "Oh, bro!" I felt like my soul left my body from that. <laughs> bro, my soul did leave my body. What you mean? bro ain't no way there's so much to break down so there's an award later so i can't get too much into it uh but remember in shippuden well essentially it's shippuden i think when they actually specifically mention it but it's also in the first naruto where sasuke is like hey when two rivals or two ninjas or people that are two friends are really close they don't have to speak or say any words. They just have to trade hands and they already know what each other is thinking. So that scene when they're fighting and they cut off the crowd and the noise and it's just them boxing, it is like them knowing each other almost in a sense. And it made me think of that like 100%. Yeah, but can we talk about like, and this is something like my crowd, like like in my theater, like they went nuts over. It was that as soon as they went back to reality, they said round 12. Yes. Uh, yes that was wild it's like hold on they've been going that long what type of dragon ball z was this? <laughs> next fighting, time on dragon ball z they were fighting so quickly that you didn't see time pass that that's the one thing about this fight where i would have loved if there was like a few more rounds with that because like you said it like it went to round three it had an incredible shot scene and then it was like round 12 um, but like right before that scene started, which was crazy, we see that Adonis, he sees uh, Dame as his younger self before he got arrested. I did not expect them to show um, Dame seeing Adonis as his younger self also, because the way they like the trailer was shot and the way they like framed the movie is that Adonis was the one struggling with the past more and like f- seeing Dame as his brother and feeling guilty about it. But like throughout the fight, we see that Dame also like is like my brother, like seeing Adonis as that. So that was rough to see so i would have loved a few more scenes in between where it's like he gets knocked down and it's like now you need to kill the past and move forward rather than just be like round 12 we got to get in because i wanted a few more knockdowns yeah yeah i think it would have made help made it uh even more just dramatic and uh (laughs) crazy but at the end of it like in round 12 like duke ends up giving creed that amazing advice like hey you gotta let go of the past you gotta let go of your fear. You gotta let go of your guilt. Be in the present, my guy, mm-hmm. and to knock this fool out, which which yeah. he did in spectacular fashion. Yeah, after his soul return, that yep. was crazy. So essentially, this well, there's one more scene that's like key to the movie. So after the fight, he goes to the locker room with um Dame. Adonis goes to Dame's locker room, and it's just the two of them, and they finally make peace with it. And Dame is like, "Yo." me going to jail wasn't on you which is what dame which is what adonis wanted to hear his entire life essentially 
Um, and I'm sorry. Like they both essentially said, I'm sorry for that. And we should have stayed closer. I do wish that he would have at one point said, hey, my mom held the letters from me. And if I would have yeah. gotten them, I would wrote you. They never like really did that. It was just like, oh, I didn't get your letters. Um, but they they make peace. They show like one more scene with his family, and then that's that's the movie. Yeah. Also, also another thing is that like Donnie also says, like, hey, it 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 ain't our fault what happened to us in that in the group home, mm-hmm. which is what caused like which is what caused uh Dame to break down. Is like, yeah, we both suffered the trauma together. Yeah. And it was neither of our fault, which I think was just an amazing thing to the movies, like, hey, got and it's just an, an so much so like hey this is an that's an excellent words of encouragement i'm i'm about to give to y'all later so uh we gonna keep that moving but yeah so so yeah so and also amara you know she learns how to box officially with her dad mm-hmm. i'm just like yes bro i when i saw the movie i was thinking of a, an award for it but it's just like her story kind of stopped a little bit like midway through until like the very end but is she the kid that was promised the golden child after a lot of movies where we have had to suffer through insufferable children who have threatened to destroy the world, who have threatened to destroy our sanity, who have been the second son, who, who has been Jesus, literally. Who have been annoying in black Adam. Uh, what else? Oh yes. Who have uh, conquered King. And summoned him to our world. <laughs> we have finally found the child of prophecy. Yeah, she's the one. <laughs> she's successful. And she played an excellent role because, like, the emotions you felt it. She was good acting, and she like hit her spots. Like, absolutely incredible. Her and then the kid from um, Last of Us. Round of applause to both of you. The children of prophecy have arrived. And Grogu, my son. But uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Who is older than both of us? Don't worry about that. He, he's still my son. <laughs> All right. So now that we did the recap, let's just get to the same thing. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, Jonathan Majors, bring that here, boy. You, sir, <laughs> sir, sir. I've been a fan of yours since Lovecraft Country, and you just been you just been coming up. You've been getting that come up for for this entire time, and as soon as I heard like you was gonna be Kang, I'm like, hold oh, hold on, let's see how how you do, my guy. But you you convinced me, you convinced me, and then this movie just like mm-hmm. you convinced me even more, sir. You you can play a a good guy. You can immediately switch up to a villain on a dime. Yes, and your workout routine is, mm-hmm. sir. I I am I am in your in in your court sir uh you the simping will always i will always simp for you and and then there's michael b jordan <laughs> yeah let's keep it going yep um yeah i'm i'm gonna just keep it going just say michael b jordan <laughs> sir you you don't miss no. you do not miss even in that trash tastic four movie <laughs> you were the only thing good about it Yes. You do not miss, sir. I'ma make it my mission to own every single movie you either directed or starred in on Blu-ray. I will make sure I get every last one of them, sir, because you are him. Both of y'all are my top two right now. 
bro y'all are the future yes bro absolute stars uh what makes dang when i finished the movie what made me like sad like when i got home if chadwick were here the three of them would dominate movies for like the next 15 to 20 years easy that because they are stars like um michael b jordan i know he didn't star like he wasn't the star star of wakanda forever but that's two movies in like the past like four or five months um um jonathan majors he has uh devotion that came out in november then he also had uh ant-man and quantum mania just mm-hmm. came out of creed as another star there's another movie that he's in um that's it's like a sundance film so far so it'll come out later but it's like a bodybuilding film which the simping will continue for i feel like guys have bigger crushes on on those two than women do <laughs> yes we do and i will not be ashamed because we just hey we just here with it we just love each other but right? yeah just like the way they emote like the way he emotes like that scene at the dinner table where it's just like they both felt like they needed to say things to each other but you saw how like just like oh i don't want to say this or like yeah it's the past and stuff like that was like really t- uh really incredible like acting and moving forward this is a very adult movie like there are big themes in the movie that well in a lot of rocky movies it's more than just like hey beat somebody up or something like that but it's like literally just like dealing with trauma um healing forgiving yourself the past and stuff like that um moving forward what's the right way to deal with that stress and trauma yeah i, I was blown away by it yeah for sure like the whole but that's the thing about like all Rocky movies that they have something underlying in the themes of there to where like, hey, this is what like makes you grow. And I think like it's a yeah. good good way of like going beyond the beyond the box because like the boxing, like it may be kind of like the highlight of what people go to see, but like the story that leads up to the boxing that makes it. it yeah, makes it emotional. Like the reason you're fighting, what you're fighting for, all of that is just amazing. And this movie is just another example of that. Uh Michael B. Jordan just did an excellent job with handling the direction of it and just Incredible. The storyboarding, especially in regards to like, hey, the theme of this one is is all about trauma and past mistakes and rectifying it, which I believe if I recall. That was something that happened in one of the Rocky films. I don't know if it was Rocky Balboa or Rocky Five. Uh, well, I don't recall Five because it's trash. But Rocky Balboa was like when I was younger. That was like my favorite Rocky movie because it was the one that came out like when I was like young. Yeah, I know it's not like the best best, but it's like up there for me. And it's just like him being older, and he's like, "Yo, I have something still to prove, like to myself," and like that like kind of story with it and then like in rocky three i think a lot of it was like about proving himself again after clubber lang took his cookies so mm-hmm. yeah we do not talk about the the absolute l rocky took in that move that was kind of wild <laughs> uh but yeah so like either way it was just it was just great movie and everybody acted well tessa thompson you just mm, mm. You, you know yeah. you know how to you know how to bring it Yes. And then just big themes of brotherhood, which we'll touch on kind of in our deep dive of just like him being both of them being like, yo, you were my brother, like legit brother. Um, with brother that. Anakin. I love <laughs> and them processing that was tough. So with that, uh, something I quickly wanted to do, you want to rank your Rocky Creed movies uh, from your fave to like least or top to best, top to worst? 
Ooh, all right. I, you know what? Let's do it because we're about to. I'm, well, you know, after last week, we already rustled a lot of feathers. <laughs> Y'all going to come after me again. Oh, how could you get this wrong, though? All right. So here we go. We got ourselves Rocky and then Rocky 2. Like, mm. Rocky 2 is like 1 and 2. You okay. got Creed 2. Yeah. Then Creed 1. Rocky 3. Rocky... No, wait. Well, I'm going to, like, wait until see, like, where I'm going to put Creed 3 in all this. Mm. This is just, like, from the ones I've seen before. And sense. it was my current ranking before Creed 3. So it was, like, Rocky 3, then Rocky 4. Then Rocky Balboa. And then at the very bottom, Rocky 5. Mm-hmm. I, think, I don't think I'm more controversial with those. I think for me, it is Rocky, first one, Creed 2, just based on our rankings last week. I'm going to hold off on Creed 3. Uh, so then Creed and then Rocky Balboa, again, is because it's the one that I watched growing up a lot. Rocky 4, just because I feel like Rocky 4 is the most cult classic out of all the Rocky movies because of the death of uh, Creed in it. So a Russian that is war. yes the time in which it came out with the the uh mountain scenes in the snow <laughs> manly manliness then rocky 2 which is rocky 2 is incredible and then rocky 3 and then rocky 5 but the thing is it's like all those movies and then there's a sharp cut off before rocky 5 <laughs> is the thing yeah yeah it's like it's like all the movies like progressively got better and then just steep drop Mm-hmm. And then it's been coming back up ever since. Yes. So with that said, we can now get into our awards. All right. So first time in a long time that uh, we have done this award and it is the spotlight is yours. It can go to none other than Jonathan Majors, Diamond Dame. I absolutely like, man, like I feel like Every scene he was in hit, like whether it was like from an action standpoint or like an emotional standpoint, it was just like so good. The incredible acting that Jonathan Majors has, what he brings to it. And then since he's the central focus of the story, or at least like Adonis's story, moving it forward, when he's in those scenes, he's still in the spotlight every time. And so I I can say nothing else. Jonathan Majors, please get your first of many awards. The spotlight is yours. You know, Jonathan Majors, you might as well just stay up here for my award called the Low Key Genius Award. Just for the sheer magnitude of the fact you were able to manipulate your way and manipulate people and scenarios to where you get exactly what you wanted with that title fight. Bruh, that was that was kind of high key genius. I'm thinking like, wait, hold on. That is exactly a, a prison move, too. Like you used a prison move in a professional boxing scenario and it worked out. Sheesh. He's like he's like Ren. <laughs> Ooh, we don't. Oh, we don't talk about that one, but uh <laughs> Blue Lock. That's the one I'm talking about. We we don't talk about that one, but uh but yeah, so like you just yeah, you just you just kinged up on that one and and you decide to keep yourself like you did not get caught until way later to when you actually succeeded. So afterwards, yeah. no one had no idea of what happened until much later. So you know what? <laughs> Just get this award, sir. 
the Ponzi scheme was complete and he was in the Cayman Islands away from extradition before they even found out money mm-hmm. was missing. <laughs> All right, this is, yeah, just stay on stage. Uh, and Michael B. Jordan, you can come up. We have the Naruto and Sasuke Award because these two, this goes to like two friends slash rivals that turn into friends again. Just their story. You can even map it with Naruto and Sasuke of, you know, we're really close, but then we kind of have a falling out. We have to do battle with each other. And then after the battle, we're, we're cool again. Um, and again, just like the final fight scene where it's just like cut the music, cut the sound, no speaking. And we're just going to trade hands and that's going to be how we communicate with each other. I feel like it had to be of stolen from Shippuden, uh, that inspiration. So that was definitely cool with that. So two of you, come get the Naruto and Sasuke Award. All right. So both of you guys can come and sit down. I know John's Major, you've been up here for a while. So I need to give you give you a little bit of a rest here. But the next award we got is the Please Don't Go Award. This this goes to to a character that we love and but like they die and we desperately don't want it to happen and that can go none other to mama mary and creed she she was there from the beginning of the creed series and she she was basically able to be the light of 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 adonis's life for a long time she was able to give him that sage advice you know and be able to be there for him and the way that she went out was just tear jerking and Mm -hmm. And it was just super emotional to where I just couldn't, I just couldn't help but to give you this award. So, so Felicia Rashad, you you just get this award because you didn't have to break all our hearts like that. Um, and then I will allow you because the next word is going to be special to go again. All right, and then of course the the next award. Jonathan Majors, you already know what time it is. Get yourself back on stage, boy, for this Black Air Force Award. You you knew what time it was. Again, the fact you manipulated whole scenarios. The fact you out here, you out here with the cool factor, sir. You just out here wilding in these in this in the ring and in these streets. You you actually managed to knock Donnie to his knees and just be like, oh yeah, I'm coming for it all. And Donnie just walks away. Like, ain't no way nobody else could do that in the previous movies besides you. Mm-hmm. And then there's the fact that that you just, again, you, you're a genius. You manipulate everything. Nobody could get caught. And the fact you were a genius in the ring by playing dirty and no one could barely stop you. You knew exactly when to do it and when not to. Oh, Oh, nah. His charming gun was activated. Exactly. I'm like, nah, nah. You you were locked in. You were locked in from the beginning because you were locked up for all them years. Ooh, that that was a bar I, I just made on the spot. That's kind of wild. But yeah, just get this. Get these black air forces. This is special. He's the first two time winner of this award. You darn right. You're darn right. The two t- two time award in like the span of a month. Lord have mercy. <laughs> what's next? I'll tell you what's next. It leads into the next award, the Simps of the Year. This is going to the fallen Shinigami and the Rogue Jedi. Oh no. For simping <laughs> so hard during Ooh. after and before this movie. <laughs> so two of us. 
We'll take this award. <laughs> we have no shame. You know, you know what? I, I take this with pride, all right? Yes. I'm simping for both of them till the day I die. <laughs> yes, so round of applause for us for simping just like everybody else. So with that, we are moving into a special tiers of the awards, uh, tiers of the movie. <sighs> okay, so you, you already know what time it is, folks. It's time for our tiers. So for the F tier, right? All of ours is actually based on on knockout and sleep scaling. So for the F tier, your newborn baby sleep pattern, you know, you getting cradled at night. Uh, and then for our D tier, you got napping in class. For our C tier, you're just daydreaming. For your B tier, you got knocked out by NyQuil. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy, I've had, had that. Uh, we know what that's like. We've had that numerous times. Then the next one, the, the A tier is kind of wild. We, <laughs> you tooted, tooted down. You tooted face down. You know what's up. You, if it's up, it's stuck. You, <laughs> you, you, you just down horrendous, and that's your A tier. But then the S tier is for the tier I like to go for. The cryogenic sleep, you know what I'm saying? Gets sent to a different timeline. I. Thank that you. Jason X sleep. We 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 don't talk about that one. Uh, but but yes, I'll take the cryogenic sleep any day of the year. Uh, Fallout Four, let's get it. So, what tier are you giving this movie? Ooh, because we had Creed Two as an S tier, and I like Creed Two more than this movie. I'm gonna give it the A tier. Face down, you know what's up. Only because I feel like it's well, it's 20 minutes shorter than the other two movies. And it's one of the few times where I actually wanted it to be longer. Um, so just with it, if Dame, his villainy was more explained in between, maybe if he visited the mom, like you suggested, um, with that, I think I would have been like, oh, so now we really got to beat up Dame. And then I would have understood more why people were viewing him in such a negative light rather than just like kind of how it played out. But I mean, this is an incredible movie, just like the emotion of it. Like the the boxing is incredible. The cinematography, the shots that he decided just as a director was incredible as well. So this is a really good movie. Oh, yeah. And for Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut in this series, I give it none other than the A tier. Uh, also, you know, tooted face down. If it's up, it's stuck. You know what it is. Uh, because of the fact that like this movie was just it was just it was just an awesome time. I as you mentioned before, like I wanted more, uh, wanted more time to spend with Dame, um, and and also like the themes of the movie is just phenomenal stuff that you that realistically we all can take something from the movie, and it's not just about the boxing. It's all it's all about what happens outside the rings, which I'm like truly invested in. Uh, yeah, it's just an amazing movie and it's an amazing time. So yeah, you just get this A tier. So final thing with this part, we know that most movies fall into the the uh, trilogy kind of thing and ends and then gets rebooted 20 years later. With Rocky series already the first initial run going six uh, movies, do, how many more movies do you think Creed has? Or is this the last one? Hmm. It could be interesting. So, like, I think, like, if you want to go further, like, the main way you do that is either, like, have something dealing with Clubber Lang's uh, kids 
or or like even another like passing of the torch type of scenario to a Maria because of that like you see she's slowly becoming a boxer and having like a basically having a deaf boxer you know like, of course that's gonna get the the that's gonna get like all the representation money coming in and mm-hmm. also it's the black money coming in especially if Donnie like stays in the movie as well as Bianca mm-hmm. uh I don't I don't think there would be a scenario where like he'd have another illegitimate kid because I don't think like that angle gonna work itself out ever again. Right. Uh, but like realistically, I'd give it like one, maybe even two more movies. Mm-hmm. But like uh, if if it ended there, I'd be completely satisfied. Yes. I feel like his boxing journey is kind of done because in the movie he retired initially and then he came back to just kind of like deal with the dame problem but i was definitely with you with amara the only thing is that like it would either need to be a time skip or like just wait years and years to do that movie um i mean obviously you can do prosthetics but like i don't think in two years if it's like a creed four it's just like amara as like a 18 year old trying to box as a champion one thing i would like to see a drago spinoff just one just one movie of a drago spinoff and he completes his story of becoming champion because in the movie he's supposed to compete for that championship um yeah he's supposed to compete for the championship before he, you know he gets injured he's a sparring partner yeah. and we don't get to see him on top so i would love to see like that story end and then like him kind of like interact with his mom again yeah and have even more redemption for ivan Yes. Uh, especially considering what you did, sir. Uh, we still haven't forgiven you uh for 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 packing up our boy. Uh but yeah, I think that'd be a a good like send-off and a good way to end it off as well. And if you ever wanted to like return to the Balboa crew, you got the uh got the grandchild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I do. only if you wanted to milk, milk that cow dead. Yeah, but even with um, Mama Creed passing away, I feel like they have officially moved on from Rocky, which is kind of what this movie felt like. So moving forward, we're going to get into our sponsor for the day and then hit our deep dive. For today's sponsor, we have ourselves the Creed Gym. Come to this gym if you want to learn the art of boxing. You want to learn the art of throwing hands. You come in and you get the prerequisite training by some of the top coaches in all of the world train up by world champion Felix get trained up by former champion Donis Creed but most importantly of all you get trained up by Duke remember if you want to succeed in the ring listen to Duke so coming back a big theme of the movie in the trailer and then just with the story that was being told is that um kind of just the change of the past and learning to forgive so with that, just Donnie having to move through the whole process with Leon and then also the issue with just Dame. So going from there, we're going to get into our deep dive and just talk about the past and forgiveness. So first question I want to ask you is why can the past haunt us so much? Oh, man, I a, a reason that it can haunt us so much is because of the fact like it already happened like there is no way you can physically go back and change it and like whatever thing happened wherever consequences came out about it it it's there and like you're facing it now and and you just like 
you just try and you want to do your best to go back and rectify mistakes when you know it can't happen yet uh still figuring out the secrets of time travel to this day but uh but yeah it's like it's so hard because of the fact like it it already happened it's already seared into your memory Mm -hmm. yeah so i think just for me it's definitely um something that like again the past haunts us you know it kind of plays plays over and over and over and like oh man i wish i can change this i wish i could do this i wish i could do x y z and with it I think sometimes it can define us because it's crazy in the movie. We see that Donnie's like, yo, I can't call myself a good guy because of that one thing that I did with Dame. And it's really just like tough to see him like go through that, which is actually crazy because um, he's like telling his wife, his daughter, that like after everything I've done in my life, I can't call myself a good person because of what I'm going through with Dame. And a lot of times and, you know, even for me personally, sometimes like I can be like, oh, man, I did this one thing X amount of years ago. It doesn't matter how many people tell me the good I've done in my life or how many things I've actually done. I'm a terrible human being because of this or I'm dumb, stupid, you know, kind of things like that where it just like sticks with you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think like when it comes to that, it's it's always just it's always like this one ad is like, hey, the past can the past, the past affects your present and the present like affects your future mm-hmm. and people are like always worried about like what's going to happen in our future but as a result of that they get so hung up on the past that they can't see straight right yeah so again with that defining i think another thing in the movie is that was key was processing trauma as black men um just with that again we both thought the abuse that he suffered was much much different and it's like a testament to how good uh, Michael B. Jordan's acting was, mm-hmm. the way that he actually dealt with it. Because a lot of the times with trauma in general, it can be like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And like the people that that love you are like, okay, can you let me in? Can you let me in? And it's like, no, I moved on. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Let's keep it moving. And then it's like, you're not trying to be abrasive or like mean spirited about it. You're just like, I really, I've moved on. He literally says, I've killed it. It's done. Let's let it be. And it's just like, it's kind of sticking with him. Yeah. In fact, this actually reminds me of, you know, that scene from Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. You, yes. you know it. Like, it's not your fault. And like, the more you hear it, the more like it's bringing everything back up. And then you just, you just completely come apart. So, because you want to, like, as you say, you want to forget about like your past trauma and that and not like bring it back up and i think like that's a big thing like as black men that we at least we as a society kind of face because of the fact like at least a black man we're not like taught to talk about our trauma i most certainly wasn't um (laughs) to the point where like i can tend to bottle stuff up for for decades all right like i like i can legit just not talk about like any of my trauma any of like things that may be bothering me because like hey you talk about your trauma like you talk about anything going on like people are gonna like think you're weird or whatnot or like you think too personal and just keep like at arm's length away from you think like oh here comes the emotional mess and that's mm-hmm. just something that just runs through my head when it comes to just when it comes to like talking about your trauma now obviously Obviously, that's something like that's not exclusive to us. Right. I'm 
I'm sure that's something like every single culture has to deal with at some point. That's just one of the things that like I've that again, that just affects me and I'm sure it can affect others in similar uh, fashions as well. Yeah, I think as like men and black men, we're like we have two archetypes, two paths that we mostly are presented. And it's kind of like there are subclasses to it, but the two paths, one being like the stoic, sometimes grumpy, but stoic, you don't really show emotions. A lot of times you seem like you're always like on top of things. Um, Somebody opens up to you, just kind of like you shut it down, keep people at arm's distance. You're not necessarily mean, it just comes off as that. Um, But you really don't show like you're not trying to show any weakness. And then on the other side, it's like the smiler, the one that like smiles and powers through everything. I'm just like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's fine. The the Deku of it, where it's just like, where it's like, yo, I'm being torn apart on the inside by this uh, nonsense that's just like boiling inside of me. But it's like, I'm smiling. I'm good. You know, you don't have to like, I don't have to talk about trauma. I don't have to talk about pain and stuff that, that hurts me. And again, this is a nerdy podcast, so we can get into it like this, but like with Naruto and the Nine Tails, where it's just like that hatred, it builds up over time to the point where it's like, when you're ready to rip that seal, like not everybody has the four Hokage there to stop them. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of people just like go off the rails with it. Because like you, yeah, it was like, for me, opening up is really hard about stuff. Um, there's times where it's just like, if if it's not the end of the world, it's fine. That's kind of like how taught to process it. And obviously, like as black men, there's a cultural and historical perspective where like no one's going to like care about that or like hand out or care about like you don't feel well mentally um, mm-hmm. that we don't have to dive into. But just like with that, you have to be stronger and tougher in that sense. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and as I said, like, at the end of the day, like it's it's just one of those things that like it's just we know it's not correct. Like there are like at least for me like i know it's not correct to do it and know it's not like right but because it's been ingrained in me so long i still do it anyways because that's just all i know mm-hmm. uh but now of course now i'm in a better spot like i'm able to freely express and talk about things i've been ailing me uh which has been just majorly great because uh let me just say this to have everything like just bottled up inside you will literally just turn into a to an emotionless monster mm. uh like like imagine hmm, oh you know like johan from monster Ooh. like like basically at least in terms of me like when i was this for a while like i just did not care because i just wanted to like let everything roll off like don't let it don't show Nobody like I was the stoic type, right. uh, stoic type to where like I just could not express if I was happy or sad or just anything. Just right. And then if people wanted to force me to smile, I could force a smile. Just be like, but but on the inside, I'm always mm-hmm. just 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 genuinely just upset. And uh and yeah, it's just it just really sucks, right? Uh, but and like you could think of it also like in terms of Broly from the new movies. Like, hey, he you can be a great guy, but you know you have that rage underneath. And exactly. as soon as it comes up to the surface, everybody Dougie, and that's <laughs> and that's just how it is when you bottle stuff up. It's like if you bottle it up for too long, it's gonna come out at some point. And when it does, you better make sure there's a Gogeta there to stop you. Yeah. Good heavens. 
Yeah, because I, I definitely feel that like I can definitely be the stoic type, like uh, in like social situations, but then at some time, like flip to the smiler. And just like with that, like going through stuff, like I felt like I was having mental stuff that was like manifesting physically. And then I just got to talk to a friend last week, whereas it's like it was all coming out. And one of the best conversations I've had this year. And like now I feel totally fine. It's just like, whoa, like, you know, it's crazy, like how it can be if you bottle things up like that. So that's definitely something where it's like if you have the opportunity to talk to someone, just please do it. Like if you trust them or like if you have to hire someone, that's fine as well, Um, because that it can be toxic, man. It can be. Uh, that's what I was thinking. It, you know, sometimes we think we're Wolverine and the adamantium in our bones is like us being stoic and emotionless. But at the same time. That's what makes us cool. You know, we're the strong one. And then over time, it's like, this is killing us. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. crap. So, Amazing yeah. analogy. Yeah. So with that, we get into the importance of forgiveness. So like, you know, with us, us both being Christians, we we go about it one way, but it's still hard. And with that, so why is forgiving not others, but yourself so hard? Oh, man. All right. This is one I can talk about for decades. All right. Because uh, when it comes to forgiving yourself, it's well, you can easily just say like it's hard to forgive others as is. And when you do, you feel like that way. But when it comes to yourself, because you are your own worst enemy and you're your worst critic. Mm -hmm. So like you can project like others mistakes and whatnot. And you can see like everything on the outside. But when it comes to yourself and you see your own mistakes, you immediately like your first inclination is to bash yourself and like to just really get yourself hung over on your own like errors and mistakes in life to where it becomes a like a chip on your shoulder. And like the more like it piles up and like the more stuff you uh you end up like not forgiving yourself for it ends up spilling over into other areas of your life and other like different purviews that you just can't control anymore mm-hmm. uh and like as i said it affects your mood it affects your friendships and your relationships and at the end of the day you just become a worse person overall uh if you don't learn to forgive yourself yeah oh man you you hit a lot of good points with it because like with it it, i think sometimes like when donnie at the end he needed one his wife to say hey it wasn't your fault but then he also needed dame at the end to be like hey what happened to me wasn't on you a lot of the times i feel like we need someone to tell us hey it's okay and with forgiving yourself sometimes it can feel like a cop-out to like look at something you did wrong and be like, Oh, I forgive myself. It's over. It's, you know, it's good. I feel, you know, bad about it. I like genuinely feel bad. I honestly want to make up. I forgive myself for doing it. And we often like need to like have someone tell us, I forgive you. And sometimes you don't get that. So that's why for me, I think it's hard to forgive yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as a, there's there's nothing more to talk about here. Like, I think we did cover like a majority of it. Uh, but again, like a, a big piece of advice is that just like over time, just think about yourself. Just like self-care is the most important thing. Right. Like right now, especially in the year 2023, where mental health is is on a is on a spectrum right now and anybody could be on an upturn downturn 
is on a uh good path, dark path, it's whatever, but just self-care is is first of all. Yeah, past three years definitely highlight that. So that's actually a really good point of how we move forward with that. But self-care and just like learning to let go, not in the sense of, hey, I stole money from someone, I let it go, I forgive myself, but like actually like making peace with like some of the things that we've done because not everything that has happened is necessarily on us and but other things like we don't need to hold on for decades and decades at a time so i think that's one way to move forward so anything else on this topic i mean i mean yeah self-care uh uh oh yeah talking with people like at like talk with somebody you truly trust and just open up to them just go see a therapist just let it all out have that outlet because at the end of the day, like that's like that's only going to help out in the long run. Yeah. So moving forward, we are getting into our woman creator of the week. So with that, we're just going to highlight a woman each week, whether it be a creator, uh, actress, performer, writer, director, anything like that, that we can really just like highlight. So the one I'm doing this week is Lala Fluff Bunny, who is a, a reactor. So I kind of like, Relax, Mish. I know like the anything to do with just like furries like kind of triggers you, but uh, I kind of like started when uh, Ranking of Kings came out. I was on like a pure Ranking of Kings kick where I was like watching anybody that was doing a reaction to it. And just like her reactions were really amazing to it because it was kind of like how everyone at the time was adopting Boji as their as their little brother or like as their son. So with that, I think her like content is just really funny. So you can just like check that on on YouTube to highlight. So, yeah. OK, OK. She ain't bad. She ain't bad at all. Huh? Yes. Relax. <laughs> all right. Cool. 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 I know cool, furries cool. like trigger you. So. All right. Cool. Cool. We're, we're fine. We're fine. No, uh, no issues here. I don't have to. Had to pull out the saber. Uh, <laughs> nice. So with that wrapping up, we can get into our recommendations. Okay. So of course, my ma- main recommendation is, of course, the uh, is the Rocky and Creed series. The Creed series, is, of course, on HBO Max right now. Uh, go watch. Go watch those, especially before watching this movie. Uh, make sure you do that immediately. Um, and if you want to look at like more boxing related shows. Uh, there's like a couple of anime. There's Hajime no Ippo, and then there's also, I mean, technically it's not boxing, but you know, Baki. It's it's still a fighting style. Throwing hands, yeah. It's still hands being thrown, and also Black Air Force activity throughout. So if you want to see just true hands, you can watch that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else you can. Uh, watch. There's Magalo Box, which is one. Mm, that all right cool cool i was i was like i know there's one more that i'm thinking of but yeah you you got that one so what's yours uh just with that you hit everything with the boxing uh shows and movies another one to think about is just like jonathan majors there is a movie he's in with danny glover called the last black man in san francisco i heard it's like his breakout role i haven't seen it yet but i heard it's like incredible of a movie so also lovecraft country simping does not stop for Jonathan Majors on this podcast. Darn right. Uh, so yeah, nice. and then also Devotion is another one that I need to check out as well. Uh, so moving forward, we are taking a break next week because we are recovering from our wounds of getting kidnapped and our just like <laughs> our bracket last week. 
<laughs> that, that was a wild that was a wild episode and we need to recover from it but we're also taking time for self-care uh so when we return we are going to do movie reviews for shazam 2 fury of the gods john wick chapter four an ova it could potentially be a mailbag if you want to send us in questions send us in there's going to be a get it off your chest that's going to be legendary believe me people you want to tune into that episode and then to wrap up our season two super mario brothers movie review yep and, so you already know what the deal is yeah, so get into our plugs all right so we have our instagram and our twitter blurred city 22 that's that's where you can come and follow us in order to get updated on our latest episodes and announcements guys has our discord linked in our instagram come and support this amazing community where you can see, see, see memes and support and uh submit different segments and questions you also have our uh youtube and our patreon which is under blurred city pod for the patreon come give us a little chatter you get access to very exclusive content to where hey content that you may never see like a deconstruction and then reconstruction of the fans four stick movie which i still hate to this day um sorry michael b jordan that's the one movie you can't fix on your own um but then there's also our email address which is blurredcity22 at gmail.com that's where you can submit those aforementioned questions for ovas that's where you can submit uh random fan theories your favorite creator uh of the week just send those in and we can definitely like announce those on the podcast and then finally i have my own personal tiktok page the rogue jedi 21 where i post very 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 out-of-pocket content not enough to get me kidnapped mind you but still out of pocket whatsoever um and yeah that's pretty much all i got what you got and for my individual author pages you can check out my instagram mitri underscore dash and for my twitter at the mad dash 16 and if you want to check out my book phantom pains the most regular tale you can catch that on amazon so as usual we're going to leave you some words of encouragement all right so for my words of encouragement is that your that your past and your trauma does not define you like you can like whenever you experience something terrible that's what happened please reach out and talk about it because if you don't it ends up affecting your present and affects those around you and then it affects your future so if you and because if you ball it in it only leads to disaster so please Please take care of your mental health, especially in this year. Yeah, you couldn't have said any better. So we can just like leave it with that. And as usual, our good friends and listeners, it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blair City Podcast. See you later. <laughs>